from shooting hoops to the Super Bowl. We like sports, so we don't care who knows. Football, 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 tennis, hockey. Absolutely the most legitimate sports talk program on 1027 ESPN. It's the Almost Sports Show with Jason Dick and C.J. Morgan. Join the conversation at 512-834-1027. Now here are Jason and C.J. No dick today. It's CJ and my buddy Nick, uh, Phil Buttboy, filling in again. And man, we got a lot of stuff to talk about today. Uh, Texas losing their quarterback, who might have kept them from losing some games. Uh, we'll get to all that. But first and foremost, big day yesterday, Nick. Here we go. United States won, baby. <laughs> So I, I found my Vuvuzel in the shed from the 2010 World Cup. when I, I can't believe you just have one. Oh, no, I don't. I have more. Okay. Uh, the, the others are just dirty because, again, these have been in my shed for years, yeah, and this is yeah. from the 2010 World Cup. Got some, got I, some residual I, World Cup beverages in there. Yeah, dude. Yeah. Chugging some stuff. Now it's turned to just slimy mold. Oh. Uh, created like that Simpsons episode where an entire society uh, grows up around Lisa's teeth, mm-hmm. which is uh, based on the Twilight Zone episode. Boy, being the United States won. It was amazing. Speaking of the Twilight Zone. Yes, here we go. We One more time. a goal. I used to be good at this. Man, I... I hate that they banned Vuvuzels from soccer. I know it's annoying, but the hum of thousands of these things nonstop actually yeah. is, I liked it for some reason. No one else did. It, it, it gave it a unique uh, sound to it. Like, that was distinctly soccer to me, is hearing the Vuvuzelas. Specifically just that year. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, just now I just, every time I hear it, I just associate that with soccer. Uh, but yeah, that uh, Seven Nation Army, that's soccer. Stop playing that at football games. It, it's soccer exclusively. Mm-hmm. Um, the, and, and, you know, casual uh, racism. Yeah. Very, very much so. Uh, those Europeans think... This is not so much casual. Those Europeans <laughs> think they're all calm and enlightened and better than us Americans. Uh, y'all are way more racist. And you know what? America, way more better because we are advancing in the World Cup. We got second in the group. And it was intense because the way that the standings are, there's a lot of tiebreakers and silliness that can happen. Uh, but basically, the United States had to win, needed to win. Uh, our uh, our captain, our guy, Christian uh, Pulisic, uh, he scored a goal in 38 minutes uh, right towards the end of the first half. While colliding with the goalkeeper, he went yeah. down, he left the pitch, he came back on until half and then uh, was subbed out. Uh, ended up having to go to the hospital because of a pelvic contusion. Um, United States clung on to that 1-0 lead. They gave it all in the first half, uh, fought back, um, and periodically showed shining moments in the second half. But I will say Iran dominated the last 20 minutes or so. And I was listening to the last 10 on the radio because soccer things on the radio, just so much better. Because all you're getting is that audio sensation, and mm-hmm. then your wonderful imagination gets to fill in and do the rest. I oh. could be wearing a cowboy hat right now. It's up to your imagination. I might have a tail. We don't know. It's all in your brain. Point being, it gets to the end of the game, and there's a, there's a moment, and I can tell because I've listened to soccer and different sports so long that from the announcers, the crowd, and, and just the ambient sound of the game... Like if you're in another room with the TV on or listening to it on the radio, you can tell what's about to happen. And I was like, oh, is that a, is that a penalty? What, what's happening? And then uh, the announcer's like, oh, they're going to look at that and see if it was a penalty. I was like, no! Yeah. 
Because basically, uh, when a penalty in the box happens, it's the goalkeeper versus uh, the player from the other team. Um, it's pretty much, it's not a push. It pretty much means that they're going to score a goal. It's, it's more likely for that to happen. Uh, it was waved off. It was not a penalty. Very nerve-wracking. Iran continues to control the ball till the final whistle. Nine-plus minutes of extra time in the U- United States. Uh, we are advancing. We are now officially the best in the world, just like uh, we always thought we were, just like we always knew we were. Um, Nick, you actually went out and watched the game. You got to see our guy, Captain America, Christian Pulisic, in person. I think you look great, Cap. As far as I'm concerned, that's America's penis. Okay, that it's supposed to be that's America's ass. No, 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 that's but, that's a different Captain America. Oh, okay. This Captain America, which we can get into a fight over whether he's earned the Captain America nickname. I think it's a little bit premature if you ask me. Sure, uh, this is. I guess this is his first, you know, big World Cup, big big moment in in the spotlight. So is he captain for only having one goal, one assist? Is that make you Captain America? Well, Maybe not yet. So, okay, if you just want, the, the Captain America fought Nazis. Okay. He has a shield. Like there's, there's already a Captain America. This is like Jason declaring himself the great one in fantasy football when there's Wayne Gretzky right there. I was like, you just seem pathetic when you're trying to make yourself. Uh, d- well, stop trying to make Captain America happen for Christian. For Jason, I get that. As an amateur, it's okay to compare yourself to a legend like that because it's more. It's obviously you're a lower tier of sporting competition. But when you're a fellow. Uh, professional or superheroes, I would say Christian Pulisic mm-hmm. is. Then it's like you know you don't steal someone in uh, in in the same company of you's uh, name. You don't do it. But yeah, go fight Nazis and then we'll talk. Yes, that's what you got to do. And uh, I I thought it was really impressive because I, I was watching it out at uh, I went to BD Riley's because it's the closest. That, that was place one of the to me. three yeah, I suggested. Yeah, yeah. All right, it's super close to me. That was fun. It took me uh, a while because I I got I got. There, like around, uh, I, I got there to see Christian's goal. Oh, dude, when that's I first awesome. got there, was, it, like, was mid- it wild? It was crazy. Uh, midway through the first uh, half, though, outside they had England versus Wales, and so it took me a second to realize that, that I was, it was watching. A, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, oh, they're. So- just to explain what they do in the last day of group stage to prevent certain things from happening, because there have been controversies in the past, uh, controversies, as a, mm. a British presenter might say, what they do is they, they have the last uh, uh, game of group stage at the same time. Yeah. So if two countries, you know, so 9 a.m. and 1 p.m. our time is when uh, instead of it being four games in a day or whatever, I'm sorry, three games in a day, it's, you know. Yeah, they, just, just, to, just to prevent uh, match fixing. Or um, silliness. So yeah, the the two group stage games go on at the same time. That's what I took all that to say. Yeah, and I was like, I thought it's really weird that all these people with these English accents are sitting out here, you know, cheering. I'm like, and they'd kind of hit you, and you yes. looked over, and their teeth were just rotting out, and you're like, wait a minute, they're, they're, they're covered in chimney suit. But then yeah. finally, alas, you Nick walk inside as America's driving downfield. And then you see the majestic magic goal, and you know that your country is the best. That's right. The eagle screamed. That, de- that declares Abs- it. Absolutely. I, and I also like, you know, because I'm not uh, trained on how soccer, I don't have that. I don't have the sophisticated eye of a football fan. Uh, so I just thought that, like, somebody else had kicked it towards the goal, and then Christian just, like, wiped out the goalie. 
Because because you can't. Like, oh, that's a, that's I, a good move. I, I, I did, yeah, and I was like, that's brilliant. Why don't we do that all the time? Just kick the ball at the net, and then somebody just go take out the goalie. Yeah, strategy. How come nobody's thought of this before? And then they showed all the replays of him like kneeing it in or whatever. And and yeah, and, and I just love how everybody. At first, he had an abdominal injury. Rio, yes, this is how it went. And uh, then it was like, oh no, he's. I think his official diagnosis is a pelvic contusion. Ah, uh, got which, got a little dinger dinged. No, no got a broken penis, all yeah. right? It's fine. Sure. He, he, he hurt his penis, but his penis is fine. I mean, fine. that was, as someone who... It's, it got the Vita rays. It's super strong. He, yeah, he should be fine. Yeah. He's Captain America, yeah. Exactly. So that's, uh, as someone the who's... the best healing factor. As someone who's injury-prone and played sports, my first two things were like, oh, he got popped in the danger, or he, uh, he just got... You know how when you get hit hard enough in the stomach, especially if you fall face forward, like while skateboarding or mm-hmm. something, and you get the wind knocked out of you... And for like a minute, you're in the most confusing, distant uh, p- place on earth. The last that's time what I thought happened. Yeah. They got the wind knocked out of him. The longer he stayed down, I was like, ah, oh, that was in the the blaga dogs. But well, it, I just assume that that was what you do in soccer because it seems like they all just sit there like the slide. But you the slide the, is tap, and but you scored the goal, pain. so there's yeah. no need. Uh, so it's two things. That's One, how they celebrate in soccer. It is physical, and you do pick up a lot of bumps and knocks and things like that. And then once you get on the ground, it it hurts. Get back up. Also, it's a method of getting the ref's attention to slow down the game and maybe yeah. see things. Is it has it become a problem? Yes. And uh, these days, you do. Uh, you can get penalties. You can get um, or or kicks. You can get yellow cards. Like they're for excessive overacting on those things or delay in the game, you can get in trouble. Well, and one of the things is if you go down uh, if, and you're down long enough, you have to leave the field, you have to leave the pitch, mm-hmm. and then wait and, until uh, uh, come back on. So, you know, they they have tried to combat that. Yeah. But you're, you and you got to have the full-on crowd experience. It was fun, right? I, I just thought that for, he was just trying to stall because, like, the clock kept running. On, on on the up on the top of the screen, it, it and I was like, does. "That's a, that's an interesting tactic as well." I like know they, they, they add stoppage yeah, time, yeah. so I was like, "It doesn't really, really work." But uh, yeah, no, that was that was fun. It was exciting, and I can't wait to do it all again at nine o'clock in the morning this Saturday. Saturday, yeah, mm-hmm. get get super early day drunk. That's right. Yeah, it's that, it, that was honestly the worst part. Is that like, well, that was super exciting. Uh, you know, I got some fish and chips. I got some potato wedges. It was delicious. Uh, had had a and like the, the I will say this for soccer. This whole. Oh, he got some fish and chips. Look at the yank over there. Trying to be like us, huh? How much that cost you? Couple of shillings? <laughs> and you're like, oh, crap. I wandered outside to England's 3-0 victory over Wales. Let me let me go back in with a fellow, uh, our, our fellow compatriot. <laughs> uh, wrong sound effect, but you you get That's the right. point. It um, happened anyways. No, I will say this for, for all the soccer. is They've got this whole, uh, the matches happen in basically two hours. That's perfect. Because even though I got there a little bit late, it was still like, it was two pints, as they would say, uh, that I, was, I had time to drink, I had a good buzz, but then like, it's like, what, three, four o'clock, and I'm just day drunk, and I'm like, it's Tuesday, what do I do? Yeah. So, I went, I went home and played video games. Well, I was going to say, you continue to ride the pony, but uh, good call, it was, it was a Tuesday, it, 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 it was a early. night. Now, I will say, um, watching soccer in a crowd, especially when it's all one team, or even especially mm-hmm. when you're all rooting um, for for your country, for for one united group in in that manner, 
it's a different vibe. It's absolutely incredible. I mean, I would compare it to like if the Eagles were in the Super Bowl and won, being in Philadelphia at a tavern yeah, with fellow. Yeah, yeah. It's very uniting. It's very exciting. And it's just a different vibe and energy. And yeah, soccer, not a lot of goals. But when when that goal is scored, there's so much buildup and waiting. So when a goal happens, it's more exciting than, you know, a touchdown or especially NBA or a home run because it's, it is rare. It's a, it's a longer buildup, a longer wait, but the payoff, I think, for a goal in soccer is much, much bigger. So it's ecstatic. The crowd's crazy. And during the 2010 World Cup, I remember we would go watch uh, the U.S. group stages mm-hmm. uh, and their incredible uh, round of 16 match against Belgium, which they lost, where the keeper, Tim Howard, had like 16 saves, which is just ridiculous. But anyhow, we were watching the United States and Portugal. United States outmatched. Uh, they're up on Portugal, and it's an extra time. And the the bar, it was a place called Holy Mountain, no longer open, down on Red River. Everyone was going wild. It was ecstatic, and like the vibe, the energy was incredible. But soccer, she be a cruel wench. The icy pitch can also break your cold, tiny, dark heart in an instant. So I will tell you the the thing with soccer, maybe even sports, but when you have that moment, when you are the underdog, you're with your compatriots, you're winning, and then Ronaldo scores a goal for Portugal in extra time and it becomes a draw. Yeah. Or like yesterday, if Iran had scored and it became a draw, or then uh, you know, it, which means it would. United States would not have advanced. They would have been knocked out uh, in the last minute. Like, the exact opposite happens. That wonderful, ecstatic feeling suddenly becomes, like, a weird, dark confusion because there's been so much emotion and positive and excitement about your team, your country winning, and then suddenly it's ripped away from you. It's it's very, very bizarre. Uh, and I felt that way, you know, when, when Austin FC uh, earlier in this year yeah, advanced in the playoffs, winning in penalty kicks. Yeah. Um, everyone was, it was crazy. It was so weird to watch. And they won, but had they lost, like the the opposite emotion is, is even stronger because um, one, you're there, and two, it's just, it's just this insane, crazy thing. So it can rip it away from you yeah. just as easily. Hang, hang on. I know I'm a new, I'm a, I'm a novice to soccer. I'm, I'm very new. I'm not nuanced, but you're telling me that winning feels good and losing feels bad. That was a long way to get to that. <laughs> yeah, uh, just, yeah, yeah. But I would say... I, I, I follow you. I got I would you. Just, I, I, would I, just would, say, I agree with that. It's magnified <laughs> in these circumstances is, is the way I would say. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, they, it, would, it would have been super disappointing because uh, I, I guess like with, with you with drove the, there and you spent money. Well, no, just just because it's the extra time. Like that's that's ridiculous. Like like you yeah. you're there, you're like you watch the clock count down. And you're like, we did it, and it's like, so, oh no, now we got to stress about this for another nine in, minutes. In the past, three minutes of extra time was the most you would get. It was yeah. insane if it went to five. Yeah, uh, and that was just kind of the rule. But they changed it to make it more accurate. And on top of that. The real frustrating thing is if there's extra stoppage within stoppage time, the ref keeps an eye. So they, so what they do if a player goes down, if they're reviewing something and the clock keeps ticking, yeah, they go one, they, the, two, the referee three. keeps a timer essentially and is like, all right, well we're gonna play to make sure you play a full ninety minutes of actual action, and then even once stoppage time have has been passed, if the, a team has the ball in attacking position. 
They uh, kind of let it go on a little They bit. let him play yeah. on until it's kicked out or until it's in the middle of the I, field. I forget who it was. There was a, a, a guy that freaked out and got a, a red card or a yellow card or one of those cards. Yellow uh, card. Because they, 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 they stopped. They didn't let him take the final penalty kick or something. I forget which team it was earlier in this World Cup. But, yeah, uh, they were like, yeah, that's, that's, not, that's, that's weird. Normally you let him just play it out. I, I think just what it needs to me is it, ne- it needs the clock to be counting down. Because that's yeah, that's, that's fun. That's the problem is that I'm sitting there and it's like because it says plus nine on the screen and I'm like, well now it's at nine and it's going to nine ten. Now it's at nine fifteen. Yeah, somebody yeah. blow the whistle. Yeah, yeah. It's so, like I just like that's the only problem. It's like it was it, and again. It was super exciting because like it's super dramatic because yeah, I, I ran the entire time. And they're like, we just need a nil nil tie. So we don't have to try, and the U.S. was attacking. It was it was the, probably the best game if no, you were nil, not. No, we would have died. We would have lost. We no, no, but, the, but Iran wanted nil, nil. So they were not uh, really, they were yeah. playing super conservative, defensive. Which which is their way anyways. Well, yeah, is, yeah, and, yeah. And then counterattack. But the United States. If I point this at you, is it extra loud? Because it's kind of cone-shaped. Yes. Again, it's from my end, it's not very loud. So, so again, if you're if you're not following along, oh wait, that's it. You got to do a lower, slower hum. All right, here we go. Uh, tell them to follow along. Winning feels good. Losing feels bad. And when you blow the whistle at again. the microphone, it's louder. See, now it's away. It's quieter. How do people do? Oh, I'm dizzy. I just got the. <laughs> you need to take a break. I, oh, dude, I just got the sparkles. I just got the stars. We'll be back. Texas, Texas is losing the stars their stars and their stripes. Win- They're losing their winningest quarterback of this year. I'm gonna go to sleep. The almost sports show with Jason and CJ on 102.7 ESPN. We're gonna talk college football playoff rankings and what that means for your family. But first, uh, Texas is going to be losing a quarterback, their winningest quarterback of the year. I actually don't know if that's true, but uh, Hudson Card has said he's going to enter the transfer portal. A couple of other Longhorns on that list as well. Uh, Card, of course, being the most notable name. Uh, Xavier Worthy also rumored to be dissatisfied with what's happening at Texas and possibly going to uh, leave. Yesterday, Nick broke the rumor here on 1027 ESPN Almost Sports Radio, where you heard it here first mm-hmm. that Xavier nowhere Worthy uh, rumored to uh, uh, to want to leave and go to USC. And yeah, nowhere, nowhere else did, uh, did you hear that. Uh, but first, yeah, Hudson Card has decided he's going to enter the transfer portal. And as a redshirt sophomore, I do believe uh, the article I read said he has three years of eligibility remaining. Uh, Card was a highly recruited, highly touted uh, high school quarterback coming in uh, to uh, to college football. And uh, I think even Alabama, a lot of other big programs mm-hmm. had him on their radar. And uh, the the dude's pretty good. Ended up, you know, losing the quarterback battle this year to Quinn Ewers. Came in when Quinn was knocked out. Uh, played pretty well with his own injury. Also, you know, last year battled back and forth with uh, Casey Thompson for... Um, the, the the lead job and now has just decided he's going to move on, which is unfortunate because I thought he was a really good quarterback. Um, I think there were some situations where maybe we could have cooled off Quinn for a couple of series, uh, maybe even a quarter, and and put Card in because he's not he's not a backup level quarterback. He's a starting level quarterback, but I, I guess he just sees the writing on the wall and realizes he's not yeah. going to get a shot at, at Texas. He doesn't want to be a backup. 
Um, and, uh, you know, with, with Arch Manning coming and even some of the other quarterbacks Texas has, he wants to go get a shot elsewhere. And you know what? I like uh, Hudson Card, and I, I, I wish him the best. And he's looking to go to a Power 5 school, and I, I think, you know, he's got a good shot to, to go somewhere and compete for the starting job. Um, will it be SMU like many of our former Texas uh, quarterbacks? I don't think so. I think he. I think he has stars in his eyes. But uh, Hudson Card, we wish you the best. Unless you're playing Texas, then we don't. So I'm going to say that I don't think Hudson Card does go to SMU. That's where Quinn Ewers goes eventually. Oh no! Sorry, sorry. And then just turns into uh, a complete like uh, Shane, Shane Bouchelle. Yeah, just becomes a, a gunslinger at SMU. Look, um, I, I don't care as long as we have a Manning, you can do whatever you want at SMU. Uh, no, and I, I looked it up. Hudson Card this year, not the winningest uh, quarterback for the University of Texas this year, though, because he won twice. And Quinn Ewers won three times. Yeah, but winning percentage is what I mean. So uh, Hudson Card's two and zero, oh. two and one, lost to Texas Tech. Oh, you piece of crap, Card. It's two and one, Stupid three Texas and two. Tech. I mean, I don't know. Did they split Alabama? You know what? <laughs> anyway, mm. Sorry. the Red Raiders football. <laughs> oh no, they're throwing tortillas. They're drunk maniacs. The goalpost been in half. Let's not show up to play. Don't unroll the ones that are rolled up. I hate Texas Tech. I'm sick and goddamn tired of better Texas teams Mm -hmm. losing to an inferior Lubbock, Amarillo, Tinklewater drinking city. I hate Texas Tech. And I knew this was going to happen. And what did it do? It ended up ruining our season. I would argue there are some losses uh, later on in the season that kind of probably. But yes, you're correct. But at least those were to better teams. You know, you know what would be a fun exercise is for you guys to look it's at... It's actually uh, exercise. That, yeah. that as well. That would. Uh, but no, for to look at the uh, Big 12 teams and like try to find their equivalent in the SEC. Like, who is the Texas Tech of the SEC? Where it's like, you know, they're obviously inferior to Texas, but they can sneak up on you. Ole Miss. Spo- spoiler alert. Oh, oh, Ole Miss. It's Texas A&M. No, Fox. no. See, I don't think no, they're the Tech because they, they have their own weird, like... When I go to, and the, you know the little guys in suspenders that tell bad jokes, and yeah. then also have to do that weird walk. And I don't, I don't. It, do y'all not realize it looks dumb? Like it looks very like. And they do like a lean and. Gra- it's, I'm not familiar with the practices of the Aggies, but I assume like any good cult, they are indoctrinated to think that that's fine. Uh, sure. But I did find an article that listed some of Hudson Card's potential uh, transfer destinations. Uh, and, Texas State, eat them up, cats. Oh my! I, I wish that would be awesome. Uh, but just for for record, this year Hudson Card sixty nine point four percent completion rate on his passes, nine hundred and twenty eight yards. Uh, I assume that's passing, not just rushing. Mind you, he was six touchdowns, one interception. Yeah, injured. Yeah, yeah. But I'm saying, like, like that's for for playing. You know. Basically three and a half games. That's 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 those are pretty good stats. Like sixty nine percent completion percentage. That's yeah. really good. I don't have as a total attempts, but anyway, uh, this article, which is I think from like twenty four. What was his completion percentage? I think that was the same uh, as mine. Sixty nine point <laughs> four. Yeah. Oh. Uh, anyway, they listed four twenty. <laughs> All right. Sports Oklahoma. is about numbers. Yes. No, CJ. Sixty nine point four. End of story. Okay, you're the one that's into decimals when it comes to fantasy football. So I let's round this out. All okay. right, I, I you know I didn't calculate it, but now now I will. During the break, I will sit there and I'll calculate it out to to infinite uh, decimal points to see. Uh, I just but anyway, the next two. 
Oklahoma State Cowboys. They're listed on here. They're losing Spencer Sanders, which uh, I feel like there's, you know, like, first of all, I, I agree with you. Hudson Card deserves to go off and have a, a, a fine career. But they I, used to have rules about transferring within the same kinda, conference. You kinda, the yeah, that should kind of be like a, hey, don't do not do that to us. Go go play someplace gonna be like, else. You should have put me in this game. Yeah. That's that's a little bit, you know, go, go to the, the like Casey Thompson did. Go to Nebraska. Where and I, be really bad. I assume he did good. I didn't really follow. I don't know. He was how okay. He had moments. I stopped following. I'm sorry. Uh, but Oklahoma State Cowboys is listed on here. The NC State Wolfpack, which oh. eh, I know you just beat North Carolina, but okay. Uh, here, I like this UTSA Roadrunners. Now, that does have like kind of like a. Uh, that's nice of you to stay in the UT system. They are, are uh, their, their, their coach. Uh, okay, you, no. You Sorry, this, this, the sentence too. says Will Jeff Trailer, and I thought the coach was named was Will Jeff, Jeff Trailer. Trailer. But I'm no. Will Jeff Trailer. <laughs> just... I coach at UTSA. <laughs> I'm Will Jeff Trailer. Yeah. Run the ball. <laughs> uh, coach, no, uh, the what? ends in a question mark. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but anyway, yeah, I, li- I like the idea of that. Now, that does seem kind of like, no offense to you, UTSA Roadrunners, but that's kind of like a low, that, that would be like a Texas State kind of move. Like, he can still stay in one of the big, big Just conferences. go to Texas 12. Yeah, he does want to go to a Power 5 school. Which... Uh, now, here, if, if, if Hudson Card is interested in just shoving it down the Longhorns' throat that they picked the wrong uh, quarterback, A&M. TCU Horn Frogs is on this list. Okay. Max Dugan. Okay. Uh, senior draft uh, draft eligible seniors getting Heisman buzz, getting draft buzz. He could take off, and TCU's appears to be you know they they right, right in line that he could just sit there and keep them running and and yeah literally you know they that's what Max Dugan does is his athleticism that's Hudson Card's kind of uh, claim to fame, and the last one is the one that I'm kind of actually hoping for the most because it's the best landing spot I think for Hudson Card. Uh, and it's also far away from us having to worry about him until we make the college football playoffs next year. But the Notre Dame fighting Irish. So, okay. Well, th- those are the destinations. Hudson Card, genuinely. While I did, I, I picked Quinn Ewers over you, and you were not my favorite. And I, I think that you were not as good as the other quarterback options. You won us a lot of important games. You helped out. And uh, you, you're a very good-looking man, so and, best and of you, luck to you. And you should have been put into uh, some games. Definitely uh, the TCU ab- absolutely. one, absolutely. So, TCU. Uh, Hudson Card, we wish you the best. Um, unfortunately, everything in the studio is already named after Burt Auburn. That is true. So we won't be able to, uh, you know, remove the plaques and stickers and send you a nice package. But uh, you know what? Uh, we uh, we wish you well. And uh, Nick and I, because I don't have the sound effect in this studio, are going to sing you a song. Oh, we go. To the end of the road. No, I can't. The Almost Sports Show on 1027 ESPN. All right, that was my tribute to Hudson Card. We're now back, Almost Sports. I'm your captain friend, CJ Morgan. Nick joining me, filling in for Jason today, whose tummy hurts uh, because of uh, the pie I got him for Thanksgiving still. That being said, still a lot to talk about. Texas is going to be in a bowl game. Woohoo! Uh, statistically, that makes sense. There are only uh, 2,366 bowl games uh, in existence for about 144 they eligible actually teams. Added one. It's 2,067. Oh, okay. Wish yeah, they'd yeah. add two more. <laughs> uh, we're going to talk about what bowl game Texas should, could, would, and possibly play in. 
Uh, also, we're going to get to the college football playoff rankings, what that means for your family, and we're going to play our little college football game called Draft, You Punk, in which uh, we have four teams on all of our uh, college football fantasy squads. Mm-hmm. We have to drop one and pick up another and determine who's going to win at the end of the year. You're not just going to declare me the winner? No, I've changed the rules right. and point system oh, a little good. bit, okay. but uh, <laughs> as I'm one to do... Uh, so we'll get to that. Uh, but first, on to the NFL. Uh, like I said yesterday, Jerry gave a press conference and said he is not at all worried about what happened to L- Odell Beckham Jr. And then later in the day, we found out that uh, OBJ, um, Odell Beckham, like a, I would call it ODJB. That just sounds cooler. Point being, uh, we found out that uh, he's still going to go talk to some other teams also doesn't bother Jerry, but to me, it seemed throughout the Thanksgiving holiday weekend that he was going to be a cowboy. They seemed very hot, very Mm -hmm. close, uh, kissing in the back of the club. It's not even secret anymore, Uh, but do you... Jerry put his hand underneath Odell's shirt. Yeah, Yeah. right on the tummy, that's nice, feels good Yeah, yeah, when your lover does that. Um, But... Do you think this is uh, just good business, or do you think there's been a bit of a hang-up and a reversal if he's now, things seem so hot and cool, now he's back playing the field, and uh, OBJ is is talking to some other teams still? Uh, much like in Jerry Maguire, I feel like we had a, a verbal commitment. We had a handshake deal, Odell. No no, no backsies, okay? It was whoever, yeah. whoever won that Thanksgiving game, the Beckham Bowl, got Odell Beckham Jr. So now you don't go, and also the Bills... They got plenty of receivers, man. They don't need you. Yeah, you know that that's just that's bad for you, man. Come to the Absol- Cowboys. absolutely. Come, come to, to the Cowboys. Come to the Cowboys where they need you. And uh, I know even uh, Beto and some others uh, on this very uh, station have said he's going to just be a decoy. Okay, sure. I don't that's care. fine. Yeah, great. That's fine. Excellent. Uh, because when he's not being a decoy, I think he's still a very able uh, wide receiver. Like he still yeah. can catch. He can run. Sure, he's not what he used to be, but he's still. A threat on the field that, if not taken seriously, uh, can can really cause some damage. And again, if he's a decoy, good. Yes, good. Yes, it leaves our it leaves C.D. Lamb and Michael Gallup and Dalton Schultz and Tony Pollard wide open. I mean, you saw that again when he was with the Rams. Like he he didn't really um, he wasn't made, used as much like, as he like could, a, but it made Cooper Cup all that much better. Yes, like like he didn't show up so much in the fantasy football or the stat sheet as like a, a old old school Odell Beckham Jr where he was like just blowing it up and catching all the touchdowns, but like he was an integral part of that and just letting those other guys be wide open. And so yeah, I would absolutely love him. And I also like we talked about this I think yesterday or Monday or what Tuesday or whatever day it is um about just his presence in the locker room. I mean, I I don't because it, is it a concern, or is this a guy now that we think is going to be fun, be a leader, you're going to enjoy having around? I mean, he's not like uh, uh, Adam Pacman Jones, where the Cowboys had to hire a security guard specifically to keep him out of trouble, <laughs> only for the security yeah, guard yeah. to get into a fight with him in a bathroom at a hotel. But and, and there, and you know, and the issues with Miami and him, you know, but lots of people have been unresponsive. On a uh, Sunday flight out of Miami, okay, that's that's Miami's undefeated in, in that, Vegas, in yeah, yes. absolutely, yeah. So I don't listen to do that, uh, but I, I just I just feel like he's got that swagger to him. Like if you talk to the people, uh, you know, even how things ended in Cleveland, you talk to people uh, or you listen to the players of the Rams play them, they love Odell Beckham Jr. And I think that he just brings kind of like, you know, it, he's got a little bit of that it factor to him, which I think is is very helpful at times. 
You know, like that was my big thing with. Uh, he, he he's a guy you can trust to make big plays in big moments, and I I, I, mean, I, I would say that's still the field. I'm just talking about just like he just like we have Odell Beckham Jr. It's like he's got Pete Davidson syndrome. You know, yeah. it's just it's like he just he just amps things up to a next level. And, and, he's I, also, and it's all, I, I get that's that's very important in playoff football in the NFL. And he's had that uh, that vibe or that kind of perception as a troubled wide receiver, yeah. which there have been so many in the history of Cowboys and just wide receivers. You know, Antonio Brown, someone, someone like that that's just going to uh, get into zany antics and you never know what they're going to do on or off the field. But he's not that. No. He's not that at all. And that's what bothers me that suddenly he's become not, I guess pariah is not the right word, but he's... He's put in that category. Persona non grata. Yes, uh, exactly. He's, he's put in. He's what the French call laissez et incompetent. And not, all not we really. really want from him is a quid pro quo. Yes. Um, Habeas but, but, corpus, but, Odell. Uh, produce the body in Dallas. Ergo vis-a-vis concordantly, Dallas will do much better if they, if they have him. And I think uh, even if it's rent a mercenary for a year, Going into the playoffs, which which the Cowboys most likely are going to make, uh, he is an X factor. He is someone that can that can change it and take them to the next lo- level. As Ed Clement said yesterday, he's the missing puzzle, not the puzzle piece. He's the puzzle. He's the missing puzzle. Itself. <laughs> I like that, Ed. That's that's, that's sneaky clever. Right <laughs> yeah, now. yeah. I don't know if he intended. Uh, <laughs> Ed Clements, the Yogi Berra of ESPN one zero two seven. Um, Odell reminds me a lot of Tyrion Mathau, the honey badger. Yeah. You know, where he, he's kind of been having that mercenary thing. He was with Arizona for a while, the Chiefs. Now he's with the Texans, the Saints. I forget. But, like, he, he's become one of those one-year just sign a deal with a contender to try to get a ring. And, and he, he brings, you know, he, he helps your boost your secondary. He yeah. gives you a good secondary when he shows up. Odell Beckham Jr., will make you have a good wide receiver core. I mean, even yeah. if he's just the third wide receiver based on stats and every, everything, I guess he'd be second after CeeDee Lamb. But, like, he just he just lifts everything up. The uh, lifted boat raises all tides or something like that. Yeah, the higher the ceiling, the more you can throw rocks at glass. The roof is the ceiling unless it's in a bush. Wow. You've just out philosophized me. Yeah. This is the smartest show you're going to hear I, I, I on did take 102 this weekend, 70. CJ. I'm oh, slightly, I'm oh, slightly yeah. enlightened. So okay? now so you're, not, yeah, absolutely. So you've, I'm, I'm juicing. I'm you've juicing. gone from being normal, grumpy, uh, weird, sad Nick to uh, pretty much uh, doing the same thing that Aaron Rodgers did. I'm and basically and Aaron you Rogers. found uh, complete and total enlightenment. That's what ayahuasca did for me was help me see how to unconditionally love myself. And it's only in that unconditional self-love that then I'm able to truly be able to unconditionally love others. There you go. That's I, I, that's I do do a lot of self-love. You said do-do. Uh, nah. let's, let's move on to uh, more Mushroom Talk with mandatory non-sports. Uh, we're going to get back into the Mario movie, which is the movie of the moment we're about to talk about. It's the movie of today. Uh, Nick, set me up for some of this. Tell me tell me all about the Mario movie and why it is once again popping back in our news feeds. Well, so it's the, the new trailer came out yesterday and people were reacting to it because there's been a lot of controversy because Chris Pratt is playing Mario. Yeah. But he's not doing the, it's a me, you Mario. 
He's just like, hey guys, it's me, Mario. And people, well, well people, are people go, go on, yeah, uh, because he's well. But the thing is, is he initially got flack for trying to do an Italian accent, and they're like, that is uh, cultural appropriation. And here's a clip of uh, this is Chris Pratt uh, working on his uh, Mario uh, early on in the movie. Ah, hey, hey, where's the freaking gabagoo? Ah, you motherfucker. You motherfucker. Don't make me get the... Ah. Hey, I'm walking here. So that's Chris Pratt early yeah. on. And uh, they said, hey, sir, this is a kid's movie. You can't swear. You can't do all that. I love that. That's my favorite clip. I hate it so much. I know. And, of and, all the terrible Italian accents you could have gone for him. I, it's just good. I and mean, everything Jared Leto did in House of Gucci is right there for I, you. Thank you. I've, but, I've, no, it's, it's, hey, I've purposely... Your name's on this show. You run ...worked things. very hard... To trick and set up people for that ten second joke, twenty second joke, so many yeah. times because I've I've just been like, oh yeah, like I'll I'll also wait till it comes up in conversation, and then I'll go to my phone where I have that saved when people are talking about the Mario movie, Chris Pratt, whatever, and be yeah. like, oh yeah, Chris Pratt's actually getting a lot of flack for doing uh, for cultural appropriation for doing a voice, and then I play it, and then it goes from like people are like, oh what, and then they their face turns and they realize I'm just tricking them. I'm worried I'm going to boot up Mario Kart this weekend, and that's going to play. That clip, you somehow will hack my Nintendo Switch to play yeah. that clip. But uh, anyway, hey, yeah. Hey, Mario! Ah, hey. Hey, where's the freaking Gabagoo? Yeah, that's going to happen. <laughs> it's gonna... they're, they're called Goombas, Chris. Goombas, not Gabagoos. Uh, so the Mario movie. Yes. New trailer just uh, popped, and uh, they're just doing normal voices. Pretty much, but now okay. we get, they actually got to hear Luigi, Bowser, Peach, before you just heard Mario and Toad. All right, so this is uh, Bowser uh, asking Luigi about Mario. Not sure if you know who I am, but I'm about to rule the world. Wow. Uh, yay. But there's one problem. There's a human. Has a mustache. Just like you. <laughs> You think I know every human being with a mustache wearing an identical outfit with a hat with the letter of his first name on it? <laughs> because I don't. <laughs> oh, Zany. Okay, real, real quick sidebar. I, I, I want to play that back because it's uh, Jack Black is playing Bowser. Yes, and he's he's awesome. I love it. Jack Black's awesome in it. everything yes. he does, even TikTok. But Spider Man. Uh, listen, the way he says "world." Uh, I feel like his Bowser is a little... I feel like he's a little inspired by Trump. Okay. Okay? okay. I just want you to... Because this isn't the first time I've had this thought, but now I have it again that he might have purposely yeah, just sneaked in a little bit of Trump mannerisms. And I'll I tell want you what, that would have been an interesting way to take this role, is just to do a full-on Donald Trump impersonation. <laughs> I've got the best Goombas. My Goombas are so good. Okay, so just listen to this and just tell me honestly if you feel there's a, l- a little bit of Trump. Close your eyes. Close your eyes. All right, eyes are, eyes are closed, and here we go. Not sure if you know who I am, but I'm about to rule the world. Wow. Uh, did, did, I hear it. Rude. I hear it. Like yeah, he puts maybe, that, but I think it's I a little think. bit. Maybe it's also a, an SNL impression of Trump. So yeah. Just like when I used to do my my... I did an impression of Rick Perry's hair, 
as a political candidate, but it was a ripoff of Charlie Hodge doing Will Ferrell's George W. Bush. Yes. And and that's what made oh, me Oh, every George Bush impersonation is just hey, Will Ferrell's uh, George hey, Bush. Buddy. Yeah. Uh, all right. Hey, Tex. Uh, or wait, no, the he's Tex. Uh, we have a commercial that does that uh, for uh, one of my favorite places. But yeah. Um, point being, uh, let's hear uh, <laughs> let's hear Princess Peach talking. All right. So this is uh, Princess Peach. Played by Anna Taylor-Joy. Uh, oh, she's great. Okay, so here we go. Princess Peach. Ah, uh, uh, hey. Hey, where's the freaking gabagoo? Ha-ha. You motherfucker. Interesting. I didn't know it's she was. Weird. Do- they gave her the same size as I, Chris Pratt. I didn't know she was Italian. Yeah. Uh, maybe they all have the same voice coach. Uh, here we go. Princess Peach in the Mario movie. Bowser is coming. Together, we are going to stop that monster. How? Look at us. We're adorable. Oh, I got this. No problem. <laughs> yes. Okay. Uh, so Mario movie, and so he, here, here's the deal: is that I I am I'm officially hyped for this, and I, I think I'm getting got again by a trailer like I did for Black Panther because the Black Panther two trailer, the first one that came out, I was like, this is going to be the greatest movie ever. And yeah, whatever yeah. you feel about it, it did not live up to the hype for me. Bowser is coming, and I yeah. think it's that they have this that that badass Mario thing that they're doing now that's all super uh, Hollywood. Yeah, budgetized. where they slow it down and yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 It's like uh, low key chill vibe. Yes, and so like I'm getting hyped for this. I'm gonna be so disappointed if this is just a schlocky kids movie with like low level humor jokes that you know are appropriate it's for kids. Be. But I don't know. Like we had this fight on the on the morning show. Uh, uh, Bowser the- is coming. Yes. <laughs> okay, that was a good use of your time. What? Sorry, I, I just actually I was gonna play the clip again, but it, it deleted like all of it but three uh-huh, seconds. I thought uh-huh. I just had to edit it down. No, I think that was a so, good job. Okay, good job. Uh, yeah, my bad. I didn't mean to mess up the clip <laughs> you sent me. Uh, but no. you're worried about de- being disappointed. This again is mandatory non-sports. We are required by law uh, during a radio sports program to talk about something non-sport for Correct. a certain moment uh, in the guise of uh, equality, parity, and uh, um, friendship. So we're talking about this movie. You're worried, just like I was with Black Panther, that it's going to be dumb and suck. But I, I counter you with this, uh, mm-hmm. young Nicholas. If this is a um, it, I'm not playing a sound effect. Look, <laughs> okay. my hands are up in okay. the air. Okay, there's no way I can make any sounds with my hands in the air. Man, I would be surprised if they bring me back next week. I would too. Mark my words. I'm not going to be here Monday. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, No, but but I I think one of the interesting things is that the internet has... uh, I don't like that they're using just normal voices. It's okay with Princess Peach because I don't know Anna Taylor-Joy's voice. I don't know Princess Peach in the games. All she ever does is go... Yeah. So like, uh, get let her have some character development. Let her have you know female empowerment. You go, girl. Um, but the internet has basically said that even though they're both just doing their normal voices, Chris Pratt is terrible. But Charlie Day, who plays Luigi, everybody loves it because Charlie Day is so hilarious about the the reaction to this. Because because uh, Charlie Day, I feel like has more of a mm, distinctive uh, distinctive voice. So maybe I don't know. Maybe that's why we no, like. No, it's him because a people bit more. like Charlie Day. Everybody's that, in the yeah. light and everything that he's in, and Chris Pratt is the worst Chris in Hollywood. Trying to find this is not good radio. I shouldn't talk about it on air because that's not good radio. But anyhow, we're we're worried this movie's going to suck. But you and I used to watch one of the worst Mario 
uh, inventions ever made, the Super Mario Brothers cartoon with Captain Lou Albania. Yes, yes. Uh, and Mario I love Piper because they they had their little Mario room and world, and then they would set up Mario cartoons. Yeah, and everyone hated, it, but dude, I loved it. And even the Mario movie later on. Uh, I think Dennis Hopper played Koopa. Yeah. Right? Uh, that Bob Haskins was, was, was Mario. Mario. Uh, uh, John Leguizamo's Luigi. Louis, yeah, yeah, yeah. That movie also sucked, but damn it, I loved it. I did too. Yes. I, I, I remember uh, walking into Best Buy in college, and they had, like, it was a dual thing. I got Street Fighter and Mario Bros. for, like, five ninety nine, and I was like, jackpot! Now, Street Fighter, eh. But the Mario Bros. I I don't know. I I, I like that movie. I'll probably like this one. Here's what I'm gonna really enjoy: is the Super Mario Bros. the movie, the game. That is gonna be awesome. Okay. Uh, someone told me. Ah, uh, no, never mind. It was Sonic. That there's gonna be a Sonic open world game. Um, it's out. Sonic Frontier. Yeah, I heard it sucks. So yeah. All right. Uh, we'll be back. Uh, by the way, gotta talk the bowl games. Where's Texans gonna land? I have an idea. I know the one I like. I've already talked about this numerous times with my co-host Jason. So I'm gonna fill my friend Nick in on this. Uh, almost sports with a lot, a lot to do in this next hour. Uh, let's go back and just you know to leave you with something. Play that. Uh, Play that Mario movie trailer clip. Bowser is coming. Yes! Whoa! 